Okay, uh, with Christine Christiane Arbasu, I am Judah. Is the is the feature film played the Toronto Documentary Film Festival? What a film! I actually like this. This film kind of blew me away. It's to give people like oh. a backdrop. It's basically about this this Judy who's ninety years old, and she finally basically kind of talks about her being a Holocaust survivor. That's sort of the that's sort of the the teaser of the of the of the film, I guess, right? Yes, correct. So the first question I have for you is, uh, Judy, where did you meet Judy and like, uh, and how did this all come about? I'm so curious. Sure. Um, about uh, almost close to two years, I, I do a couple of videos for the local television station out in, uh, in the Hamptons at uh, LTV. And they do, you know, public access TV station. And the guy that runs it, Michael Clark, who happens to be in the film, connected me with Judy because I, I did uh, I did a mini doc about a 30 minute documentary on this woman by the name of Joan Tulp. And I'm really interested in focusing all the on the older folks out on in the Hamptons. You know, so many people are concerned about the glitter and the glamour. But there's you know, there are these pockets of people that have lived there pretty much their entire lives. And I wanted to tell their stories and their connection to this incredible place out in uh, Long Island. So that's how I ended up meeting Judy. And we were in touch for about a year. And she was really anxious about telling her story. She wanted to get it out there. But I was in the middle of, you know, another big project. And I, you know, basically, like you see at the beginning of the film, none of that was planned. I would say to her, as soon as I'm free, I'm going to do it. And that's exactly what happened. A year later, almost to the day, I ended up interviewing her. So uh, for my, where I sit, this is, I think, the third film in the last couple of years that I've been fortunate enough to watch, to watch uh, that's mm -hmm. been submitted to us about somebody who's who's a Holocaust survivor who never said anything. Uh, this is the first kind of American perspective, I guess, like, uh, but have never said anything. And then finally, they they are basically letting it all out on camera. And uh, there's different reasons. One of the reasons uh, that one person was uh, from um, from the Netherlands, and they basically saw on the website there was like an anti, uh, and you have a reference in your film, there's an anti kind of like the Holocaust didn't exist websites. Okay. And uh, they they basically had a photo of him in concentration camp saying that, that he was an actor. And he was oh, so angry that yeah. basically this is what jump started him saying, basically, I'm going to basically finally talk about this. So that that's then. So what was Judy's kind of uh, trigger? What was her kind of saying? OK, now I have to talk about I, 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 I think actually it was probably age. You know, she just she turned 91 in, in, in April. Yeah. And I, I think you just you've bottled something up for so long. And little by little, she started telling a couple of people she didn't tell her family, but she'd obviously spoken to Michael Clark about it yeah. because he had connected us and said, look, there's a Holocaust survivor. But many people she's been living out east uh, mm -hmm. close to 30 years. They didn't know that she was a, a survivor. So I, I, I think it was probably with Judy, it was time. You know, she felt that she had kept this secret for so long and she didn't want to, you know, she didn't want to hold on to it anymore. Plus, she knew, you know, when we had talked on the phone, I, I basically was saying exactly that, that there were so many Holocaust deniers and yeah. the incidence of hate crimes against Jewish people is at an all time high. It, it, it hasn't been this high since World War II. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine. So I, I think that probably also 
definitely had an impact on why we need to tell this story, which is what she says in the film. You know, yeah. people need to know what she's lived through, you know, what she went through. Well, there's a thing there. There's a, there's a saying or there's like from personal experience is that the older you get, the harder it is to kind of like deal with your 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 <laughs> deal with your I was going to say deal with your shit. But basically, yeah. so the older yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like when she's you're 90, it's like that's like, you know what I mean? She's like, that's incredible that she's finally She's like, and especially go on camera and be documented like you did. That's that's amazing that she evolved to that level where it's finally time. Oh, it's so I'm so lucky, you know, and so lucky that we found each other and that we were able to record that incredible part of her life. You know, I mean, it's 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 <laughs> it, it stayed with her all these years of not being able to share that story. And as you said, it's kind of like she needs to like it's like it must be from her purse where she's where she's where she sits now. It's where like like you said, it's like it's like there's been never more uh, anti-Semitic uh, hate crime yeah, ever since World War II. Since World yeah. was in, the, in the last eighty years, right? So yeah. so she so finally from where she sits, it's like like what's going on here? Like people people have to be reminded that that in the thirties, like Germany was just, you know, everything, everything, everybody thought everything was fine. And then all of a right. sudden within right. a span of 10 years that this happened. Right. So we have to yes. constantly be reminded that this could happen to us again. Right. Yeah. And to be reminded that they voted him into office. They did. So, yeah. You know, twice. So that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. And so we've you know, we've seen some stuff happen but without uh, getting course. political in the United States yeah. in the last 10 years. Correct. 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 Yeah, we're in the middle of something right now. Yeah. So. And you have an interesting election coming up because if one person gets elected, the whole the whole country is going to going to change and blow up, I guess. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though that person daughter is jewish and what we're talking about oh yeah doesn't pro-israel yeah, but there's still yeah. there's still fear yeah. I guess, right yeah absolutely so i don't mean that yeah just the, uh, okay so tell me about the process of the film so what so then when did she did you talk to her and she agreed to be to make a, a documentary well, what was the process of we uh, did no no we were in touch for about a year okay and i was in the middle of a of a big um education project that i was working on so we would be in touch and, you know, I would explain what the process is. And Judy is really, she's incredible on camera. As as you can see, she's a yeah. great subject. She works at that local television. I was going to say, she's been on camera she before. So her, she's exactly. Been, yeah. She's got her own television program called The Play is the Thing. And she's, you know, she wrote a play about her experience. And she also has a book uh, talking about love and how we're all the same, even though we're all different colors. You know, it's a crayon uh, book, coloring book. So we just, you know, we we talked quite a bit and I got to know her. So when I went to see her, you know, and I visited her a couple of times, I just wasn't able to, to start production. So by the time we filmed over the course of a few days, we really had established a pretty solid relationship. So it was more, I think she felt really comfortable talking to me and I felt really comfortable interviewing her. And there were a lot of things that she didn't tell me until we were there doing the interview. I didn't want to know until I was there, you know? And then she, do you have like photos of, of uh, like, so then she gave you the all the photos that you used in the she film? She gave me all the photos. Yes, I went to, we filmed in her apartment and she lives with her son. So she and her son, you know, we went through, 
uh, I mean, she doesn't have a lot of photos, but she has a couple of uh, photo albums and we went through them and just called the pictures that would further her story, right? Because I didn't want it to just be Judy being interviewed. You have to make it visually, sure. you know, to, to add to it. Yeah. Well, because you, you need that context of that that time and that era and like, yeah. and so, and you didn't want to, like, it's sort of, but it still has to be an individual story. You didn't want to have a whole macro story about what happened in World War II. You wanted to still, right. yeah, yeah. You wanted to be about the family, about what she, what she went through and who her family is now, I guess, right? Yes, exactly. And how it affected her children, you know, this whole, the scars that go across generations, yeah. right? Generational, you know, scarring. That seems to be a big uh, new topic. And that, at least from my perspective, I've, I've witnessed in the last five, six years about, about that, about like the generation scar scarring, like it's still subconsciously it's so or even genetically, who knows what they'll yeah. figure it out eventually, but it's going to go, go into the next generation. What you, Absolutely. what the wounds you have. Absolutely. And the fear, right? The fear. I mean, just yeah. in these people, you know, Judy has such a such a resilience, like so many of the Holocaust survivors, things that I've read, they they just have that there there's something in them that allows them to survive and to get through it. I mean, it's unfathomable, right? The the stuff that these people went through. Judy was lucky. You know, yeah. Judy wasn't in one of the camps, but a couple of, you know people that I've read about and, and seen were in camps they've since passed but just imagine that I, I don't know how you how, how you survive that yeah well I remember reading uh it was a man's search for meeting uh Victor Frankel's book and about oh. about yeah we're like because it's like it's like it's like you because you're just in survival mode so your your instincts as a human like go to those bare kind of like animal instincts I guess right yeah. that's what he, he yeah. discusses in the book yeah, it's incredible. And then, of course, people deal with it differently. People deal with trauma. People deal with, with uh, yeah. everybody's an individual. They deal with they deal with it all in their own way, I guess, right? Exactly. Exactly. And it's right. I guess they just do the best. We all do the best that we can do, right? You know? Yeah. But nobody but can, yeah, no, this this is like, like, like she what you what you documented is is the is is can be discussed could be like and people kids and kids and could watch for the next four, 30 40 years and you have it down so i'm 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 assuming their family enjoyed the movie when they watched oh, it oh yes oh absolutely and the grandkids and the great grandchildren well they're young still but they'll, they'll be able sure like they'll have this document you know this video document of judy's life and can be passed down for generations to come sure i think it's so important and listen everyone has a story right that's our yeah that, that, that's what we do right is that we want to tell people's stories and in you it's interesting that you're talking about because in the film uh she's talking about like movies based on the holocaust too right you kind of have like that kind of discussion about her watching movies like hollywood movies based on the holocaust yeah, it's yeah, because it's like it's, it's it's fascinating, and uh, I'm curious what her favorite movie would be of the Holocaust if she has one. Oh, I I think you know what I don't want to I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure she did see Schindler's List, but I okay. think, but 
But I'm not sure, actually, if Judy was ever able to really watch. I mean, I did ask her what her favorite film was. That had nothing to do with the Holocaust, which is Gone with the Wind. But I don't know if Judy was able. I think she said, yes, that she's able now to read about the Holocaust. I'm not sure if she's seen films about the Holocaust. Yeah. To tell the truth. I'm not, I'm not sure. I know when they were kids, they were they watched Roots. And then the series on the Holocaust came out and they weren't allowed to watch it yeah. or to discuss it. It was just too raw yeah. for her. To me, that Meryl Streep and uh, Jeans Woods, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah, Roots, I never saw it, but yes. Roots has, yeah. its, has its, its stand the test of time, right? That's a, that's a, that's oh, a story that people love. But the Holocaust, it wasn't... It didn't really get that, that it doesn't have the same effect, even though there's big stars in the film. Oh, wow. That, okay. that lasting power. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why. I haven't, I haven't seen it, so I don't know why, but. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, I didn't see it either, but you're right because Roots, yeah, it's still really prevalent. People still watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think because maybe there's better movies. Like The Pianist is, a, is an amazing oh, film. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. And Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. But it's just like, but they, but, but pianist is like individ, they individualize that, yeah. his, that, that person's story and what he went through. It's like, so as a, as a, as a viewer, just like with this, this film with Judy, we can get, there's a more of a personal kind of feeling that we have with the film. Right. So, yeah. So was this always going to be a feature film? Like what was your plan when you started shooting? I didn't I know we didn't know. And like what I said, uh, honest, you know, (laughs) you know, we walked in there, met her right there at the, you know, saw her for the first time, hadn't seen her in a while, a couple months. And um, we really didn't know because she was like, is this going to be a documentary? Is it going to be a movie? What's this? And I was like, let's see what we get. I don't know. And I, I, I really didn't. We really didn't know. And then as she kept telling her story, of course, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is something it, it's got to be. A, it's got to be a feature. You know, it's going to be longer than than what I originally thought, because I'd done one before on this woman, Joan, that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And that was about 40 minutes. And this really needed to be told. So- and I wanted to show her living. I didn't want it to just be about a survivor. I wanted to show you how this woman at the age of 90, now 91, um, is really a part of the community. She she does a lot. I mean, she really is very, very giving and loving and is is a present human. You know, she's a real survivor. Not that the others aren't, but I wanted to show her happy, living, loving. Yeah. It's that's the one thing you, you get from the film is that she is she is happy and uh, and she loves her family. And, and yeah, there's even been a, there's even been a personal like her daughter passed away, too. Right. Like a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, passed away a few years ago. I think it was tw- either 2014 or 2016. Mm-hmm. Jill. Yes. And and we you know, I, I thought showing her going and meeting her great grandchildren. She wasn't able to because of COVID yeah. was so great. And then there's that touching scene. You know, we shot a lot. Yeah. But um, you know what what we chose to put into the film is, you know, her saying that she's with her family. She never thought that was possible. Of course she didn't, you know, when you're 12 years old and a, your whole family's been taken from you, um, you're in a burned out shelter and you just walk right through an opening. Just it just happened. She just got lucky. She got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, it's amazing. The, like the, the, the family tree that's, that's, uh, 
that 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 that's that gets created through this this happenstance, right? Like this, yeah. the, like this tragedy, and then of course the 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 the, the luck of the tra- within the, the context of the tragedy, right? So absolutely, yeah. And her cousin helped her, and she came to New York City. I mean, it just it's amazing. Yeah, she's, she's really resilient. She's like a American, the American dream story in a lot of ways, right? So yes, yes. And okay, so tell me, okay, so you said you shot a lot. So the movie is uh, almost almost 90 minutes, so it's 82 minutes. Yeah. How much footage did you shoot? Shot about uh, probably 40 hours. 40 hours? <laughs> I shoot a lot. I'm crazy that way. But listen, I, I always feel better to have more. I mean, we... We, I, I shot with my, with Otto, uh, yeah. who's, a, who's a great DP, DP. We shot over three days or four days. And then I went and shot some of the stuff on my Osmo, you know, with the iPhone. Yeah. Because I couldn't keep, you know, I, this was on a really shoestring budget. Sure. It was almost like a one, you're, you're like your own person on the, on the film. Yes, Otto yeah. and, and my editor and Scott. Yeah, the three of us. And then Mary who helped with the, the the photos. Okay, so tell me about the process. So you shot 40 hours, you got stock footage, you got some of the photos of her. This, tell me about the, the what did you do? What's the first thing you did? Did you, did you like watch all the footage? Kind of I did. Up with a game plan? With, could you kind of write a script? Kind of like coming out of an idea? What was yep, the process? I, exactly that. As soon as, soon as I finished, you know, we dumped all the footage on the hard drive, of course. Then I did all the transcripts. So I use this uh, transcription service called Otter, otter otter.ai, and I got all the transcripts. So then I literally, I watched everything, even everything that had Nat sound in it. And I just mapped it out. So I had hundreds of pages of transcripts because I've got about 40 hours of footage. And from that, I, I wrote my script. And then as I wrote the script, you know, at first it was about, you know, 130 pages long. Then I whittled it down and I did the first cut, the first pass with my editor, Scott. And then we'd go back and forth and I would make the changes and he would do the edit. So I I, I always do a paper edit. Obviously that saves so much time, right? So he basically follows my time code notes and we used multiple cameras. So the first thing was just watching everything. Yeah. So I, I knew you know, I knew all the footage. And then, so you knew, so then basically, and then it's time to edit. And then basically, what was the first cut? How long was the first cut? First cut was probably uh, close to two hours, probably 2.20. Okay. 2.20. And then, you know, I cut down to two minutes. Then I got us down to like close to 90 minutes. And I had a really good friend of mine who used to work for me years ago. She's a great producer, Kieran. She helped me a lot because they're, you know, it's so hard. You get so close to it. Yeah. Todd and I are both doing it that I just said, okay, here's someone. It's it's done. Take a look and let's see what we can trim. And I, you know, her notes were fabulous. And it really, it helped us tighten it up. It was yeah. pretty much laid out and we just did the tightening up. Which is interesting because you're watching the, yeah, because you're just, you're kind of like making sure that the things don't get repeated, I'm assuming, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Of course. And you don't want to have anything that's extraneous that, oh, do people really want to know that or not or how important, you know, and sometimes I think the subtlety is what, for me, what I really like that Scott did is there's so many subtle pauses and, and, and images that just 
you stop for a second. You know, sometimes it's, I, I or just Judy's face, the way her, her movement or the smile says a lot. Yeah. And you're always going back, like even Judy has the, has her long sit down interviews and you're always going back with the stock foot, like the photos and the, and the images in the videos, because it's like, you're giving us the visual context all the time. You're always giving the viewer like a visual context of what she's saying as well. Right. Even though we're. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, and what was hard was juxtaposing the past with the present, right. Yeah. With me really interviewed the past, but also going in the present moment to meet her great grandchildren. So yeah. there were three things that I had to get in and I didn't want it to just be a sit down interview yeah. covered with B-roll. Right. I needed, I, I wanted to have a purpose. And apart from telling her story, which is the obvious, the purpose was also the unification, the union, the reunion, and the meeting of her great-grandchildren. Yeah, which is amazing. Uh, Comes full circle, right? Because here's this 90-year-old woman yeah. meeting her great-grandchildren for the first time. And just the survival. That's, what, that's what it is, right? Home. Yeah. It's amazing. And then they like, and then these generations, like I said, they're like, they can, these great grandchildren can watch this film later on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what we want to do. You know, like, that's really what I want to do is find, they don't have to be Holocaust survivors, but, but no. old people to tell their story so that they have that recorded history for them. Yeah. We always like, that's the thing. Like, it's a cliche, but it's like sometimes the younger generation, doesn't want to learn about the history, but we have to constantly be. Oh yeah. Right. Like we have to constantly, because people think that that's never going to happen. Right. Oh, that's yeah. And it does. It has look at Serbia and I mean, we've had so, so much. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And so I'm curious about the, the one, the staging of one of your interviews or court interviews was in the kitchen. It was okay. in the kitchen, right? uh tell me in the kitchen there's like yeah. artwork and then there's like uh like there's oh, like yes, yes 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 where she's talking yes yeah. it's an interesting staging because it's like there's a lot going on in the background like it's yes. like uh like you could tell like life is going on basically life is going on in yes. the background well, and those are her mementos yeah right those are the mementos of also the the space was very small yeah. You know, we filmed and that's two cameras. Right. So we're yeah. filming in a small, tight space. So I had no choice but to have exactly the kitchen in the background. That was Because, you know, like some I'm sure you've seen doc, tons of documentaries where like it's overly staged. The interview yes. like everything's so perfect in the background. Yeah. No, not us. <laughs> yeah. But that tells you like so much about like she's living you know what i mean like there's life like like life like most people spend most of their day in the kitchen that's where the most that's where the time most yes. time is spent in the kitchen right in most houses yes there's life there's life going on she's living yeah agreed yeah. no i know i'm glad you yes yeah. no because we we you know yeah you just and we wanted to be we just wanted to capture her essence yeah. and to make it as natural as possible yeah because you know like like especially when you're on camera or people coming over you're like i gotta clean up i got it like i'm not saying yeah. it's messy but it's like you know what i mean we we yes. always present an image that that that's not our lives usually right so right. Yeah, or our better our better selves <laughs> our right? better selves yeah and so and but this is this is uh this is perfect uh and she just brings it all out she like let she was ready it seemed like she was just ready for this conversation absolutely absolutely yeah I loved it. And what did you think about, we sent the audience to you. What did you think about the audience had to say? About oh, I thought it was wonderful. And I shared it with my staff. You know, it was really, 
really helpful. And, you know, one of the things that we do want to do is to get this shown in schools. Yeah. Uh, we, we think it's, you know, either we do like a two day because it's a lot, you know, it's 90 minutes. So, you know, maybe, you know, over the, a period of a week or two days and it would be wonderful to do, you know, a and a you know, I, I would be happy to, to, to go and do that mm-hmm. or to have Judy, depending on where it is. But we're, we're trying to get that set up in schools. And Judy, you know, as you saw in the film, she does go to some of the schools, the local schools out east and talks about her experience. And this would be really a, a, a really great tool to support what she's saying. And it visually, you know, there's nothing, the power of video is, you know, goes without saying, right? It really solidifies what she's been through. Is it just like she go, does she go to like a Jewish, uh, like a Hebrew school? No, she goes to all, no, all, all schools. All schools? Sarah, Sarah Blue, who was in it, has set stuff up. And we're going to try to do some things this coming, this fall. The film is also, you know, we're waiting, hopefully we get in to the um, the Hamptons International Film Festival. We're going to find out mid-September. Yeah. And that would be wonderful because that's Judy's community. It's my community. Yeah. I have a place out there. It, it would just be such a, you know, it would be such an honor, you know, for her to be recognized for everything she's been through. 100%. And then she can go and then basically... Oh, and talk, we do a Q&A. Talk with the people, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, that's amazing. Have you thought about, like, I? this is a, maybe, God, like, don't get mad at me for say asking this, but would you thought about shortening it for the schools, like the school viewers? Yeah, of course that? I would, okay. absolutely, yes. Because yeah. yes. there's there's ways to, like, cut it down, to, uh, from my, my perspective, to cut it down. Yeah, yeah. To, no, like, absolutely. Yeah, to so then the, the attention spans don't get lost on the kids, right? Exactly. Exactly. No, and I would cut, you know, depending on where it's being shown, right? Because, you know, some of the East stuff where she goes and meets Joan, the older woman, and, you know, that that stuff can definitely go out. We left left that in because that's her community. You know what I mean? 100%. But even the conversation she has, like, it's like a good half hour. That's a film right there, right? Like, just like she did talking to the camera, so. Absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, congratulations on the film. Uh, we're uh, very honored to show it. Uh, I like. I, I really am. I think it's an amazing film, and uh, it's, like, it's so an important much. film at that. So, and congratulations to Judy. Uh, <laughs> thank you very okay. much. If you see her, tell her that. Oh, uh, I will. I'm going to see her next week. Absolutely. That, uh, that we love the film, and I don't know if she she wants to watch the audience feedback, but uh, yes, they, oh, she like, did. She did. Of okay. course, I shared it. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. thrilled. She was like, I'm a star. Yeah, yeah. no, she's she's really, no, thank you so much for, for doing this. But it goes without saying that that it's it's very difficult to bring bring out those emotions, especially after all these decades. And so, but it's like I said, like it's uh it's like literally 80, 80 years. It's kind of amazing. You're absolutely right. Yes. And and basically, but it's so important for, like I said, like not to not to beat a dead horse, but it's so important for the for every generation to make sure that this gets remembered and basically that that this is like it's not lost that basically this could happen again it could like if you study like you said germany in the 30s like you said he did get elected right like it was a democratic election he did get elected and so we have to keep remembering that this can happen so fast yeah so true yeah and when you especially when it's a powerful country 
like like yours, <laughs> like your country and Germany at the time, right? So, and they're mad. Canada is still my country too, but yes, both. Yeah, no, both you know what I mean. But when there's anger, right? And it's, of course. Yeah, absolutely. anger devices people, and basically uh, they, they they feel that they need to change it. Yeah. yeah. And it's happening now, like from the outside. I'm sure you see it too, but it's happening now. So like so much divisiveness, so much anger. Oh, it's terrible. The enemies, like you're not, you're not with me. I'm your enemy, kind of a thing, right? Yeah. So. On both sides, but I, you know, one side's more guilty than the other, my subjective opinion, but on both sides, it needs to be, this is, this is dangerous time. So it is. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. That's why you're so sorry about my speech, but I appreciate your, uh, oh, your no. you got me riled up. So yeah, no, it's totally welcomed. Thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. It's a big honor for us. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hassan, Incorporated.